King. King will barge over. Will he get it down? Yes, he does. There's the premiership. Wilson runs to the line. He's got Buxton with him. It's been put on the toe. It's going to be to try. Joy Jobson's got the try. Window get their second. You're listening to Lee Carson, Newcastle Hunters Home Rugby League. Welcome back to League Castle. We are back for a special one-off episode to pull apart and have a look at the upcoming inaugural Brody Pearson Memorial Nines tournament. It's going to be a, uh, a good chance to catch up with a few people as the rugby league season extends its way into October and to do so is doing it for a wonderful cause, raising funds for the Westpac Rescue Helicopter for this wonderful ninth tournament. For the first time, it'll be held at Maitland Sports Ground on the 7th of October. Of course, this show, um, again, still comes to you thanks to our partners and uh, most notably to Lake Macquarie Forklift Services who are getting behind League Castle for us to enter for the first time in our admittedly brief five-year history. A team in a competition, we will be entering the League Castle Lake Macquarie Forklifts All-Stars into the... Brody Pearson Memorial Nines and looking forward to that and looking forward to revealing in the coming days as we lead up to the tournament exactly who makes up our team. But in the meantime, let's get into this episode. We're going to have a chat with Danny Ether from the Westpac Rescue Helicopter to have a chat about what it means to have a community organisation uh, like the Aberglass and Ants and the Rugby League community getting behind the Westpac Rescue Helicopter. We'll chat to Kirsty Johnson, who's part of the organising committee from Aberglass and We'll dig into a few of the squads and teams and have a chat to some of the people that are involved to get a little bit of a, an insight into what we might expect on the 7th of October. One thing we do know is it's going to be a massive day of rugby league at Maitland Sports Ground. First game kicking off at 8 o'clock. Last game, the men's final at 6.30pm. It's going to be a blockbuster day and we cannot wait. It's going to be huge. Get down and enjoy it on the 7th of October. But in the meantime, sit back, listen and enjoy as we catch up with a number of different parties all involved in what is going to be a wonderful tournament in the Brody Pearson Memorial Nines. All right, well, let's kick off this episode that's going to dig into and preview the Brody Pearson Memorial Nines, and we're fortunate enough to be joined by the Business Development and Partnerships Manager of the Westpac Rescue Helicopter, who are the charity partner of the tournament, none other than Danny Ether. Danny, welcome to Lee Castle. No, thank you, and thank you for the, the opportunity to have a bit of a chat. And, and I guess it's pretty pretty special, uh, this event. Um, and it's, um, yeah, we're very fortunate that after the circumstances and everything, to um, be given the opportunity uh, to partner up with, with the the team there and, and we're yeah really excited with what's to come it's certainly looking like an absolutely cracking tournament that's being organized in memorial of Brody. Uh, in terms of i guess it must be nice for a uh, a bit more of a positive slant if you will on the westpac rescue helicopter's involvement with rugby league because unfortunately the normal situation where the westpac rescue helicopter overlaps with rugby league are reasonably tragic circumstances and um you know they're moments of, of high impact oh, absolutely and it's, it should never be taken for granted. Um, what we do is the difference between life and death, um, and not always do we have a positive outcome. But in, a, in an instant like this, the community has rallied um, around Brody's family, but they've then also said, hey, we want to get behind and, and support the rescue chopper uh, for what they were able to do uh, in that situation, but also obviously what we do 24 hours a day, seven days a week across all of northern New South Wales. Um, so it's pretty pretty special. Um, and to, to see a community come together like that um, in the name of, of charity uh, is pretty special. Um, and, and it's something that we at the organisation never take for granted. Um, we, we proudly say we are the community's own rescue helicopter uh, because the community back this organisation. They have that sense of pride and ownership. Um, there's so many people, um, particularly in the mining industry, uh, that get behind the rescue chopper. They have the helicopter logo on their on their shirts, um, and they're proud to have that um, chopper 
on their shirts because that shows to the wider community how much it means to them. So um, the opportunity to partner with an event like this, um, it's just incredible. And I'm really looking forward to it. Um, so it's, it's the, the organising group um, are doing some great things. And, yeah, it's going to be a cracking cracking day um, and I think it's going to be a long day at the same time. <laughs> Certainly is going to be a very big day of rugby league fundraising and the community getting together which you know all of those things tie in exactly as you said to the Rescue Chopper and in, in terms of it well we know already that um, $100 from each of the teams participating so the 16 teams participating will be donated to the Rescue Helicopter. In the scheme of things what does you know and I might be putting on the spot here a flight where you go out and you know you have to you know assist someone who's in trouble, whether it's rugby league, whether it's a fisherman on the rocks, whatever those myriad of situations that you get called to across northern New South Wales. What's the cost of that to the Westpac helicopter, so that we can put this, I guess, in terms of you know the, the scope of the impact that you know raising a number of thousand dollars is going to have over this day? Yeah, look for for us, we say on average a mission costs us approximately seven thousand um, dollars, which is a is a big number, um, but at the same time, what's 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 the price of, of someone's life and having that out that positive um, outcome? So, um, whilst it may only be little parts from different parts of the community, um, it all comes together and makes a huge difference. Um, so, for us, um, what we're seeing come out of this event um, will make a difference, and, and it will ultimately it will fund fund a fund a mission um, across the region. So. Um, well, we're starting off with the, the registration. I know we've got the the gate takings as well, and we've got some other fundraising stuff that we're working with the um, the organisers of the day. Um, it'll all make a huge difference, and I have no doubt we'll hit well over seven thousand dollars at least. Um, so that 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 says a lot. So someone someone on that day um, across northern New South Wales will have to use the rescue helicopter um, and I guess we as a community will know that that's being supported by everyone that's coming together at Maitland um, which is just yeah pretty special certainly is it and I guess it's, it's a perfect way to pay homage to, to Brody who was an absolute you know rugby league tragic involved in that Aberglassen club uh, prior mm-hmm. to the unfortunate accident last uh, earlier this year and it's a beautiful tie-in and look, you know, you guys have a number of events during the year and this, in my mind, is up there in terms of, you know, a good opportunity to have a good time but raise money for a good cause with the, with the gala ball that runs every year as well. So there's not many better things to do on what's going to be a lovely Saturday afternoon looking at the forecast a little bit ahead uh, to go down... $5 entry, your money goes to the rescue helicopter. Uh, there's going to be some other options, uh, opportunities to donate. You're welcome to pay more than $5 when you come in by all means. But all that funds will be going to the helicopter. So not only are you getting in some, some footy after the footy season's all, all done traditionally, but you're get, getting together for a good cause for the community. And as you say, um, there's a perfect opportunity for that, you know, that to fund one or potentially more missions in the future or on that day uh, in terms of you know, the, the work that you guys are doing. Absolutely, the NRL grand final sold out so if you haven't been able to get a ticket for that take the money you're going to use for that ticket put it in the bucket pay for your entry at the Memorial Nine, and then throw the rest in the bucket why not do it like that um, and and look we all we all love our footy in the Hunter Valley um, and the opportunity to go and see some quality games outside of footy season uh, it's pretty special and like you said the weather forecast. Let's let's hope that we continue this run of beautiful, beautiful days uh, that we've seen and the nice warm weather because I think it'll um, just bring out the best on, on the on-field action um, as well as off the field uh, with so many people being so generous uh, towards the towards the cause. Yeah, certainly. Again, I don't want to drill too far down into the stats, but you touched on it before that you know the likelihood is on that same day at least one person will call on the rescue helicopter. Across a 12-month period, how, how many of these missions are is the rescue helicopter undertaking, on, on, you know, I guess on average or, you know, across the last 12 months? Yeah, look, yeah in the last 12 months, so the last financial year, we, under, we undertook uh, 1,530 missions across all the northern New South Wales. That's from the Hawkesbury River all the way through to the Queensland border and as far west of Dubbo, Lightning Ridge uh, and everywhere in between. Um, for us here in, obviously, the Hunter region, our local rescue helicopter 
performed 619 missions um, across the Hunter region, uh, which is pretty much double what our bases at Tamworth and Lismore um, have covered. So our um, crews here in Newcastle um, that service all of the Hunter region and, and the mid-north coast um, are quite heavily busy um, just on those numbers alone. It's a minimum of twice a day. Uh, the, the crews are out on average for us as an organisation across the whole service area. It's about four, four to five times a day uh, that we're we're coming to someone's aid, um, sick, injured, or someone that needs to be um, transferred from one of the, the smaller hospitals back to the major um, specialist hospitals, be it the John Hunter, Tamworth, Lismore, or even down further to Sydney, uh, to the Royal North Shore. So. Um, we've always got a helicopter in the air um, bringing that critical care team of the doctor and paramedic uh, to the scene of the accident or to our local hospitals to transfer that, that patient back through um, to those hospitals over there. That's obviously a phenomenal volume of impact to the community. As you touched on it, you know, I just ran the numbers. That's the, the Newcastle guys alone, about 12 times a week, as you said, nearly two a day over four a day across the region. So to put that in perspective, as we touched on it, $7,000 an average mission. That's, you know, we're looking up around $30,000 a day across that northern region, um, which is a phenomenal amount to, um, you know, fund and and cover, but it's such a a crucial element. So it's great for our local rugby league community and Memorial of Brodie to have that opportunity. So as you said, everyone should get down. There's going to be some phenomenal rugby league talent. As I understand it, there's people on the fringe of NRL and NRLW squads in a couple of sides. So we've got New South Wales Cup and uh, Harvey Norman Women's Premiership players kidding up in both the men's and women's. So if that's not enough to you know, encourage you to dig, as you said, a little bit deeper than maybe $5 in your pocket as you walk in and, and you know find any other loose change you might have to support the cause, then I think there's much better you can do on October 7th in terms of supporting a good cause and enjoying your Saturday. Absolutely. And look, there's no, no other footy on. Come on down. Um, have a great time. Um, and I know that Jack and the team uh, that are pulling everything together have done a tremendous job and they will and truly need to be um, commended for all their efforts. Um, the behind-the-scenes work um, has been incredible um, and it's really going to pay off. So I hope everyone that comes down can appreciate the work that's gone into these events, to this event, um, because I know, I know myself being involved with all of the events that we do as an organisation um, takes many hours and, and days uh, in the lead-up. So um, I just want to, yeah, publicly and, and, and formally thank Jack and the team um, because they have been the driving force uh, from day one to get this event underway um, and then obviously partner with us uh, as the charity partner. Yeah, Jack, Jack has done a huge job, as have all of those people that donated their time. And, you know, Jack's gone through all the way to negotiating. I know even with the referees where they'll be donating their match fees uh, back to the cause and all these sorts of things that he's gone and busted his hump to negotiate because of, you know, how passionate he is about this cause. And he and the committee have done a great job. And, and mate, a big thanks to you for being involved. A big thanks for coming on the show. And uh, hopefully we're looking forward to uh, meeting you in person on Saturday the 7th, mate, down there as we uh, raise a, a significant amount of funds for a really good cause uh, uh, through doing something that we all love in rugby league. Absolutely, and I'll be there on the gate, rattling right the bucket, not letting anyone in unless it's a, unless it's a fiver. <laughs> love your work, Danny. Looking forward to meeting you on the day, and a big thanks again for jumping on League Castle. Beautiful. Appreciate the invite. Well, a big thanks to Danny Ether from the Westpac Rescue Helicopter. It's now time to turn our focus to the organisers of the event and we are fortunate enough to be joined by Kirsty Robinson who is part of the organising committee as I touched on but she's also the president of the Aberglass and Ants who are the hosting club that sit behind this wonderful tournament that's in its inaugural run. Welcome to League Castle. Hi, thanks for having me. <laughs> no, great to have you on. Um, we we're just touching on it off air uh, organising committee might make it sound a lot more uh, heavily involved and heavily participated in. It's kind of an organising committee of two, yourself and Jack Kelly, who's doing a lot of the running around and hassling and chasing of people. And I mean that with the greatest respect and in the nicest way in terms of getting this huge tournament. And it is a massive undertaking to get 16 teams all out in the paddock there for, for a day of footy. Yeah, absolutely. I'm so grateful um, to Jack Kelly for obviously, um, you know, putting his hand up and, and getting this event off the ground for us. We were all sort of just a little bit shell shock after everything and um, we've spent a lot of time 
doing some fundraising events for Brody's family um, over the last few weeks, and Jack was just sort of clicking along in the background, you know, remembering uh, that uh, there was a lot of people affected by this, including the Westpac helicopter service. Um, and uh, I suppose that's why we've sort of ended up um, ended up doing this event to sort of raise a bit more awareness um, for them, and um, yeah, just support them a little bit as well because. You know, they do a lot of great things in our community and um, save a lot of lives. Unfortunately, in our, in our instance, it, it wasn't wasn't to be. But, um, you know, we have a great amount of respect for um, the men and women that, um, you know, sacrifice so much and, and go out and and do what they do and, and, and do what they did for Bodhi on the day. Um, you know, and we just want to do our bit and thank them, I guess. Yeah, and certainly the ants and, you know, we've had guests from the ants on in a couple of different formats over the recent years, whether we go back to the early days uh, with the likes of Mick Akers and co that were running it or in recent times with sort of the, the what I'll call the reformed and revamped ants coming back this year especially. The way that club operates is very community-minded, very community-oriented, so it's apt in a way that you guys are the ones that are driving this, but obviously the big motivation behind this is the, is the memory of Brody, who was you know, such a key part and, you know, so so involved in the club and part of the fabric of, of the, you know, Ants community. Yeah, definitely. Um, like you said, we, we are a community club. Um, you know, our core values is is family. Um, when it comes to when it comes to football, um, you know, we don't want to be doing it without our families and we are one big giant family and, and what what has come out of losing Brody, um, you know, as as awful as it is, is it's sort of opened our eyes to how big our family actually is and that it, it actually extends beyond Aberglass and um the rugby league, the football community is is insane. Like I I honestly I'm lost for words when I, you know, think about the response that we got um when we did lose lose Brody, you know, from the rugby league community and the support that we got from from, you know, our neighbouring clubs and um yeah, it was it was incredible, and that just you know it makes it it makes it all worth it. You know, we're not just an Aberglassan family; we're a rugby league community, and yeah, we're we're so thankful to everyone um, for their support through it as well. Yeah, it it is probably you know a touch unfortunate, I guess, that sometimes it does take the worst of incidents in our game to bring that community together, and sometimes we can get caught on the differences. And is is that a real focus in terms of hosting this tournament? It's just a great chance again to bring that rugby league community back together. And I know some of the teams even are, are a great amalgam of different clubs and different groups, which is you know again shows that sense of community. Yeah, absolutely. Like it, to be able to host this event um, and bring everybody together in memory of Brody again, um, you know, is, is is so special to us. Um, that feeling of drawing on the family and drawing on the, on the strength of our community. Um, it's, it's really important to us and um, I guess it's also an opportunity to thank the community as well you know we all love playing footy season's over everyone wants another opportunity just to get back on that field and, and throw the, throw and kick the ball around so um, yeah I guess it's an opportunity to thank them as well for everything that they've done for us um, and then yes obviously to uh, bring awareness and, and um, you know really focus on raising some, some good money for the West, Westpac helicopter service as well Um yeah, because they they're part of our community as well. They've they've uh, they helped a lot of football players over the years. Because <laughs> um, they're all silly enough to get like, keep getting on that field. <laughs> they certainly they certainly have, and again that word keeps coming back. Community, they are so community focused in terms of what they deliver, in terms of supporting us all. And we touched on a lot of that with Danny. And um, you know, you touched on it's a great opportunity for the the rugby league playing community to get back out there for one last hurrah for season twenty twenty three. It's a great opportunity too before we get into the cricket season and all the other things that happen as the weather warms up for the rugby league fans as well. Um, as Danny touched on, there's lots of people that have missed out on tickets to go and watch the wonderful Knights NRLW team in the grand final that will be this weekend. So if they want to bring that, that money that they would have spent on tickets and throw it in the bucket or any money they might have and get behind not only the Westpac Rescue Helicopter but some very talented teams. And we've got some very talented players. I know some have been sort of peaked at but there's some, some big names that are going to be turning out for a number of these teams which is great. Yeah, yeah, it's it's absolutely amazing. I mean, um, Jack's done amazing getting the word out there, but you know, um, these players that are just <laughs> throwing their hand up and the organisers behind those teams, um, you know, we're going to have some such an array of talent there. It's, it's yeah, really really looking forward to it. Um, you know, seeing everybody interacting on social media over the uh, over the team posts, it's um it's pretty awesome to see. Um, you know that there's a bit of friendly rivalry already building, and it's yeah, it's really set. I'm re- getting really excited. It's set to be a really great event. 
Yeah, I'm certainly looking forward to it. And, and again, that overwhelming community spirit was no more evident than Jack approached me. There was a gap in the draw um, only a matter of about a week ago, and he said, would we be interested in fielding a team? And I went, I don't know, if that, don't know what sort of interest we'll get, but we'll pop something up. And within about six hours, we had more than enough players to completely fill a team and a, and a pretty decent one at that. You know, we've got a lot of players who um, have played, you know, from D grade through to first grade over the last season, and they all just happily put their hand up because it was a great cause and a great opportunity, as you said, one, to pull the boots back on one last time for the year, and we all love that, but a good, a good chance to true. get behind it. Yeah, no, and that, and that's awesome. We're, we're so excited. Um, like you say about, you know, you've got players from D grade to A grade. Um, it's actually sort of um, quite, quite quite funny that our, um, our ants men have actually, I want to use the word split up, but they've actually sort of spread themselves um, across a number of teams. So um, we do obviously have the um, Brody Pearson um, team, um, the Memorial team, but we've got a lot of our players that have sort of uh, spread out so that there's a, a touch of the ants in almost every team out there, I think. So um, that's pretty cool for us too. Like I'm excited um, for all the boys to, you know, really engage, um, you know, in in the community and be a part of and play with some other people and, you know, for everybody really to, to bond and to, yeah, enjoy it together. Yeah, certainly. And, and I know talking to Jack, he's already got a half an eye uh, on 2024 and uh, getting this going again and making it an ongoing event to continue to raise funds for the half community. Half an eye. I'd be surprised if he wasn't already planning it. If he hadn't already set a date, I'd be shocked. Well, he's, 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 <laughs> I know he's talked about windows and different things and, and you know, what's going to work. And I think he's already already tried to twist my arm and get Lee Castle to have two men's and a women's team next year. So it'll be, it'll be bigger and better. But I'm looking forward to the first one. It's going to be huge. 16 teams, a massive day of rugby league, Maitland Sports Ground, beautiful venue. And again, hats off. And I talked about this with Danny just before to Jack for some of the things that he's managed to negotiate, even simple things like the referees and the uh, donating their match fees back, all these sorts of things. And there's so many little pieces of organisation that go into these days that, you know, without yourself and Jack, this wouldn't be going ahead. And it's a huge workload for people that have got a lot of other things going on in their lives outside of organising this wonderful tournament. That's exactly right. We are very thankful to Jack Kelly. Um, he doesn't know this, and I, I, I try not to inflate his ego too much, but um, he, he has he has really been a godsend for this club um, this year. You know, um, he's, he's, he's underrated. He's an absolute legend, and we're, great, we're grateful to have him on our side. He does live and breathe footy, and I know sometimes, even with me, and I get along really well with Jack, he might test my patience sometimes with how much he follows <laughs> me up. But it all comes from a wonderful place that is about building rugby league in the community. And, you know, he, as you say, he's a good guy. He just has his heart and, you know, the promotion of rugby league and the, and the great community that you guys have got there um, sitting behind exactly it. But, right. again, um, a lot of credit goes to you as well because, you know, you, he's got uh, you there right at his right hand helping him out and, you know, managing to do all this because he can't do it by himself. So well done to you. Good luck to uh, the Ants teams that are representing. And as you said, there's a few, few players spread fairly across some of the teams. So uh, there's connections to a few of the sides. But looking forward to it, it's going to be a cracking day. All coming to a culmination, I think, with the finals at 6 and 6.30. So under lights... Uh, or just on, just on sunset. It'll be beautiful on a, on a Saturday evening on the 7th of October at Maitland Sports Ground. So can't wait and uh, looking forward to seeing you there. Yeah, see you all there. <laughs> all right, well, let's dig into the men's competition now that we've had a chat to the organising committee and the major charity partner of the Brodie Pearson Memorial Nines. And we're... Chatting with none other than uh, Steel City Elite's version of Peter Parr, Adam Martin. Adam, welcome back to League Castle for the umpteenth time, despite numerous requests in the in the opposite. You can't keep me away, can you? I, I give the people what they want, and obviously the people want me. So, or they don't want me, but I just keep popping up anyway. Like, like, me, mate, you, like me, you've got a head for radio, but I, I, I've put it out there, mate. The Peter Parr of uh, Steel City Elite, uh, mate. Uh, tell us a bit about Steel City Elite, where the names come from, and how the organising's gone. Yeah, so look, the original plan was for me to put a team in, um, Travis Sam, put a team with some of these Maitland boys and um, kind of merged our ideas together because we were kind of talking the same players and um, got it on the guy pattern because we want to obviously put a male team in and a female team and guys doing some wonderful things down there in Newcastle, um, player manager, which is his company is Steel City Elite. So obviously trying to break through a couple of those players there um, into the NRLW and for the Harvey Norman girls and he's obviously taking on some men too, playing around different competitions. So... That's where the Steel City Elite come from. We thought we'd find that brand. We've got the jerseys made and stuff. And it's kind of get his name out there because he's done a lot for us over the years of footy. 
Yeah, well, he's certainly been uh, involved for a long time around the local game in a number of facets. And as you say, he's moved on to that management piece now. So great that he's getting behind you and you can uh, give some airtime to his brand, mate. But in terms of it, um, you know, it's uh, only about a week away for this competition now for the Brodie Pearson Memorial Nines. First of all, mate, a, a great cause uh, in terms of the West Pat Rescue Helicopter and also as someone who's been tied into the Aberglassen Club. Uh, it must mean quite a lot for you to be able to be involved in getting teams on the paddock in memory of Brodie. Yeah, 100%. Like I said, I obviously come around Aberglassen just before the final. Obviously, Brodie's uh, got a pretty tragic passing there. So, um, look, I was one of the first blokes to put my hand up. I'm obviously, as you know, doing a few different things on the day. So, I was one of the first blokes to put a men's, put a women's team in. We'll make it happen. Um, and then... I was doing a bit of commentary and a few other things, whatever Jack can drag me into on the day, I think. So. Well, say Jack, Jack of all trades, mate. Jack, Jack, of, Jack got me the Jack of all trades, we'll say that. Yeah, Jack of all trades, master of none, anyway. Uh, mate, um, in terms of the squad, and, and we'll, we'll get into your exact roles around the coaching and those sorts of pieces in a minute, but in terms of the squad, uh, how are your men's and women's teams stacking up? I'm hearing on sports bet, mate, you're about a $3 favourite uh, in the men's and about a $2.20 favourite in the women's. Yeah, look, we're looking good. I'm not going to lie. Um, well, I don't want to put too much pressure on, but look, the simple thing is, like, obviously, you know what it's like. You've been around footy a long time. We've had this squad ready to go for quite a while. We've had a few injuries, uh, a few people on holidays, a few people just a bit over footy, to be honest, after a long season. So we've had a few changes, but look, without giving too much away, we've definitely got a fair bit of experience there, and we've combined that with, you know, a few of, a few of the younger boys to meet Maitland Keane for a run as well. Obviously, got a fair bit of experience. It's going to be a great day out for them as well. Uh, for the men's and for the women's, um, yeah, look, I know you've seen the team, so I can't say too much about it, but it's looking very strong, uh, and it's going to really suit that nine style of rugby league, that's for sure. Yeah, looking forward to seeing them both out in action, mate. I'm going to put you on the spot. We know that Jaden Young is going to be one of the leaders of your team, but I want for both of the teams, and not using Jaden, obviously, as an example. I know you don't want to give away your whole squad, but who's the one player that you think is going to get bums on seats to go and watch? I, I can think of one having seen what, or heard what your team lists are, but I'll let you uh, tell, tell us who the one is in terms of that, uh, that highlight reel sort of player. Look, I'm going to, I'm going to give an honourable mention to Gary Anderson. Um, I think he's going to obviously kill this nine star. I think he'll be jamming in for some big hits, but... If I'm to not name a first-grade player, a young kid coming through who's going to be an excitement machine, and he's obviously knocking on that door there at Maitland Play Reserve Grade this year, it's Jacko Exford. Um, you know, if anyone's seen him play, I'd say he's probably the quickest person in Newcastle comp, and he's really going to carve up this nine style. I'm obviously going to play around him. Like, you know, I'll give away another one. I've got the experience of like Doug Beale out there as well. Obviously, spent a fair bit of time in test off first grade, and I think will really suit this nine style. So... We can get a few kicks away for Jack. I think it's going to be a wonderful day out for him. Hey, there's not much better boot in the competition than Dougie Beal. Uh, I've heard that from quite a few and seen it myself. In terms of the uh, the community players and the young ones in both sides, and I'll, uh, we'll come back to the women's in terms of the, the highlight real player, but who's that uh, emerging star that you think being around some of these other talented players could possibly you know take that next step? And you know, I think Trav Sams is probably a little bit old to be, uh, to be your nominee here. Yeah, well, it actually will be. like It's hard to say because... I was going Trav. I know Trav's obviously played a fair bit of different football around and stuff, but he played at East Maitland, obviously, this year. But just seeing Trav around, obviously, his first-grade experience players, once again, is actually exciting. You know, he's only 23, I think, so he's actually young. It just feels like he's been around forever. But I, I thought, you put him I, I, around. Mate, he's, he's one of those 40-20s, a bit like our, the uh, the coach of League Castle All-Stars. Yeah, 100%. It, is, it, it just seems like, like you. It just seems like he's been around forever. You actually don't know how old they are, so... Um, look, I'm going to say him just for the fact that I'm really excited to see him playing around, you know, these experienced players. Yeah, no, I love it. What, what about from the women's side? Who's, who's the draw card, the excitement <laughs> machine, and who, who's, the, who's the, what, the, you know, the, the next gen? Yeah, look, um, that's a bit of a hard one there as well. <laughs> You're trying to play your cards easy. very close to your chest, aren't you? I like it, but, you know, come on, give, us, not, give us something. It's a pretty even team across the field. Like, look, we've got a, a fair bit of experience there with playing Harvey Norman and Saoirse Gale, um, which obviously means a few of these girls are reflecting out there. They're pretty young. They're on the cusp of hopefully pushing into an RLW in the next couple of years. So, um, look, I'll be honest, so there's a few of them I haven't seen play. They're friends of friends. But um, our captain, obviously, Taylor Gray, has been around a while. I've played a lot of balls. I've tagged with Taylor. Sorry, with Taylor. Um, and... She's, she's an exciting player that, you know, I'm looking forward to watching play nice. 
having seen her play Oztag on a, you know, obviously with less players there and the ability to beat someone, it's going to be exciting watching her play on a full size football field against nine players. Yeah, certainly one to watch. In terms of the young guns, any anyone that you can sort of name drop to us, um, you know, that uh, I know you've got a couple of players that are, that are reasonably young in your squad as well? Yeah, look, obviously, um, Kiana, um, obviously guy's daughter there, she's obviously been around, but she's always forget how young she is as well, because the same thing, it feels like I've been watching her come through for so long, obviously being mates with Guy, but um, yeah, she's going to obviously really suit this nine style as well. She'll, obviously, she's a hooker, so she'll spend a fair bit of time there, and so I think she'll be dangerous around that. Well, dummy half rock and when the space opens up for her. Can she put shots on like her old man? That's the question. <laughs> what, late and deliberate? I don't know. We'll find out. Your word's not mine, <laughs> mate. But anyway. <laughs> uh, mate, I'm looking, I'm looking forward to seeing him um, being very passionate but professional from the sidelines. And then in terms of the comps, mate, um, who, who's the who's the teams to watch, do you think, outside of yourselves? Obviously, you know, we touched on that you guys will be right there amongst the favourites looking at it. I mean, it's only a small cluster, but let's start with the women's. Is it the, the suspects like the Berkeley Vale being the Coast Premiers and Karua coming from that community competition, having that cohesion of their club sides? Yeah, 100%. Like I said, obviously, the ability to have combinations set already is going to be huge. Like, also now we're probably going to get one training run in by the time people's football and stuff finish and actually getting everyone together and trying to find a ground and stuff. So, uh, obviously, having that ability there with Karua and you've got Cessnock there, obviously, as well, that went pretty well in the community comp. So, they're obviously going to have a bit of experience. But, look, I know that uh, Mr Kelly's thrown together two pretty strong women's teams as well. I've been lucky enough to see one of them, and I, I think they'll be up there with us on the day for sure. And the women, um, look, in the men's, I think you guys will be right there, won't you? Uh, I know you've put together a pretty handy team. Well, see how the um, coaching goes, mate. Um, and the fact that mate, you, you've thrown me now because you said you guys are having a training run. Our boys are talking about going to the pub to meet, so I think that might be a bit, a bit of a different level of uh, preparation. But that's what happens when we couldn't get the Crown Prince on board, mate. Well, yeah, well, the Crown Prince would have been signed by me before you got him on board anyway, that's for sure. He owes me a few faces for carrying him for quite a while. But, look, um, that's just carrying him as a person, mate. But, yeah, look... We're, we're probably going to have a training run that turns into a pub session. I'm not going to lie. Um, we'll try and turn that into a bit of a, a jersey presentation as well and try and do a bit of formal and try and make a thing of it. Like, you know, like they're obviously representing Guy's business and what he's trying to do there. So hopefully this nine becomes a permanent um, feature every year and hopefully we can chuck this same team together every time. And, you know, like we've got the experience as well of like Josh Jay, for example, as a head trainer. So um, obviously having Josh around and stuff and he'll make sure the boys are prep right and the girls are prep right before that training run and, um, you know, it's something we want to build on. We're obviously promoting St. Close to him in the Bowel Cancer um, Foundation and stuff as well. So we've ticked all the boxes in regards to why we want to do this. So hopefully we can just get out there and have the fun on the day and take it away. Yeah, certainly going to be a cracker, mate. Looking forward to uh, that clash. I think it's uh, the second pool game, uh, your side up against the League Castle side. And, uh, yeah, I, I won't be coaching because I don't have that accreditation. So we've uh, called him one of the uh, most illustrious, but... You know, you've heard it here first. If we lose the final, well, it's becoming a pattern of behaviour for our coach and I'll have to be having a chat with him. Yeah, I understand. I, I reckon there could be some bias on the sideline. I reckon I'll be charged down the sideline at him and anything could, anything could happen yet. Well, I, I heard if our game's a draw at full time, it's just a run it straight challenge between you two from goalpost to goalpost. I don't, I don't know if either of you will make it to halfway, but anyway... Yeah, I, mean, I don't think I can. I'll, I'll give him a goal kick challenge. I reckon I've got him covered there. Uh, looking forward to it, mate. Uh, great to uh, have you and your crew behind this cause. And, uh, mate, yeah, just looking forward to what's going to be an absolute cracking day of community footy. And I know, based on what you've told me in terms of your team, I know what's on our team. It's going to be more than worth $5. I think people should uh, chip in a few more dollars when they get to the gate uh, into that bucket for admission because some of the talent and some of these players that are, you know, we've touched on it. We've got first graders from, both, from Newcastle in both our men's sides alone that are amazing players when there's 13 on the field, but some of them are going to be scary prospects. And, I, and to be honest, as much as I would have liked to have been out there, I know you're in the same boat because we weren't registered players this year. There's a, there's a little bit of me that's glad I'm not playing against some of these guys. Oh, I'd be happy to play with them. Um, look, I'm not going to lie. If I had to play against your team, I probably would have got an injury in you know, game one. That, 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 there's that hammy and it comes good in game three again. <laughs> no, it's the glute. It's definitely the glute. The glute, the glute can't be fixed. It just matches the recovery itself sometimes. But look, I'd love to be out there, as I said, but it's obviously going to be a great day. Um, obviously good day to bring the kids out and stuff as well to watch some good fun footy and you never know the um, the boys at Steel City Elite might have a few special guests in the crowd for the kids as well so let's see what we can get going there Yeah I know, I know both uh, your side and my side with some of their connections are trying to get some, some decent names out a couple that might have wanted to play but couldn't for certain reasons and uh, yeah hoping that a few of them will be along mate um, to uh uh, get amongst it and uh, hopefully uh, I'm sure they'll be more than happy to take some pics with some of the kids and different things if, they, if they're down there yeah, 100%. That's what it's all about, isn't it? Obviously, creating awareness, those charity, 
charities, but uh, obviously attracting kids to play the footy and stuff as well and getting paid with spice. Yeah, but mate, um, the one thing that we did miss, uh, as we always have to do in, in yours, and uh, ties in perfectly with talking about uh, kids getting photos, is the obligatory mention of uh, your mate Nathan Everly and just mate Nev, the uh, the the people that are out there, the big names, are not there to be photographed with you. They don't want to be seen with you. We've seen your head on TV already enough. Is he is he wrapping his things this, this weekend? Uh, I, I would I would assume he would be. If he's not, I'm sure he'll be there in the crowd. Um, you know, we, we, we know how much he's uh, got a man crush on on my coach, so. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, look, I, obviously, look. So I'm standing outside the pub, and the buzz has gone off. So um, someone hasn't left their food, but I don't think he can still hear me there. But what I will touch on Nathan is and say is, um, if he does have games, let's just hope he doesn't get the game between my team and your team because I, I don't think he'll handle the pace of it. He's, he's also on a hiding. He's also on a hiding to nothing, no matter who loses. <laughs> <laughs> and if it's a draw, we both after it. Exactly right. Well, thank you, mate. I'll let you get back to your um, karaoke, undoubtedly singing the Divinals, I Touch Myself, uh, Adam Martin. Thank you, as always, for jumping on the show. Yeah, 100%. Thanks. <laughs> A big thanks to Adam Martin. We're going to dig further into the men's division, and we are joined by... Aaron Brady from the Moriwoi Bulldogs. That's a bit of a mouthful, Aaron. Welcome to League Castle. Thanks for having me, mate. Appreciate it. Mate, the Moriwoi Bulldogs. You want to uh, give us a bit of uh, history on, on where that name's come about? I think this is the first tournament they've appeared in. Yeah, mate, they, they have been. Um, it's, uh, it all started when, you know, Harley was, uh, he was sitting there wanting to get a nines team together. And um, but we, we did struggle to try to get a few... Um, Morris set players to jump on board. Um, I don't know, Budgie Wee Bulldogs, uh, they, they tried to do the exact same as us. So Harley reached out to their coach, Jared Jacobs, and um, I think that's where we formed the, the Morris Wee Bulldogs. And uh, yeah, I don't think we've looked back. Mate, I'm a little confused by the uh, the logo design. It looks like a Confucius Bulldog with a mustache. But anyway, I, I like the concept and. It's it's a great part of this whole tournament, right? Is that guys and I know the League Castle side. We kind of had a few people reach out and say, "Hey, can I? I'd love to be involved, and I want to play with these couple of boys I don't normally get to play with." So it's a really great sort of overlap and interaction between different clubs within the community. No, definitely, definitely. And and mate, who, I guess in in terms of that, who from uh, Budgie Boy are you most excited to uh, pull the boots on? I know you boys would have played against them in different years across the competitions at Morissette and Budgie Boy, so. Uh, is, there, is there anyone out there that you're just like, oh, you know, I'm thinking someone like a Harmer or someone like that, you might be going, geez, I'm happy I'm not running at him this weekend. Mate, yeah, look, I'd have to, you know, with um, physicality, I'd have to say uh, Brock. Um, and then I think speed-wise, might have to say uh, Brado. Yeah. So, um, no, I'm I'm looking forward to strapping the boots on with, um, with all of them, to be honest. But, um yeah, definitely, definitely got, uh, glad I'm a part of, um, yeah, tomorrow we Bulldogs just for this ninth tournament, but, um, yeah. And, and in terms of the squad, mate, um, you touched on someone like Braden Peachy there, obviously. Uh, who, who's that player that you get there and just go, geez, that nines format is just going to suit them, and he's the sort of guy that should have bums on seats at Maitland Sports Ground on the 7th of October? Oh, definitely, definitely Braden Peachy. Um, no, nah, he's just, uh, he just, he just knows footy, um, and it's it's like Parkley in a sense in nines like you've you've only got nine compared to the thirteen on the field so I think I'd suit him suit him best just with um just with you know tied defenders and and all that all that stuff but um no nah, he, he's he's quick on his feet can defend uh, can attack so yeah no nah, he's definitely one to watch he certainly is mate he's a strong individual as well for someone who's got so much pace uh, I've had the uh Benefit of uh, being front row refereeing him a couple of times in recent years, and yeah, he's um, he's going to be a handful for some teams. Interesting, mate, to get your view on the rest of the teams in the competition. It's been some sort of mixed conversation from some of the teams that might have come predominantly from a Newcastle and Hunter background around how they're going to approach taking on the some of these sides. They've got a handful of first grade players in them. Looking at the team list that um, you know and the squad that you guys are building. I would suggest most of the guys in your side would be relishing the opportunity to be sort of the underdogs, but to take on these guys that are, you know, playing at a higher level more regularly. No, definitely. You know, we, we've got, um, you know, we, we've got a few players from, you know, different regions of, of rugby league. Um, you know, we've got Trent Walker, Brennan Walker, who've been playing outstanding footy. 
um, at, at their respective clubs. Um, you know, we've got Jarrell, you know, uh, Jarrell Bruzer, who's uh, playing Central Coast comp. Um, I, I think, I think, yeah, no, we're definitely underdogs, but um, I think we are the team to, you know, look out for. And, um, yeah, don't take us too lightly. But, um, no, I, I, yeah, I think I think we've got a good chance of, uh, you know, at least, at least playing semis. So, no, definitely looking forward to it. And uh, it's, it's for a good cause, so... Certainly is, and you, and you touch on that cause in terms of obviously, firstly, that just the point, and you know, being someone who's you know been heavily involved in the community rugby league, especially this year at Morissette, the opportunity to you know play in memory in this tournament of a young guy who passed away playing the game that we all love. That must you know it kind of it brings you back to earth a little bit sometimes when you hear these things that occur because it makes you realise you know how brutal the game really is that we kind of take for granted sometimes. But it's a great chance to go and you know I guess. Give thanks for for a guy that um, you know unfortunately passed away playing a wonderful game and uh, you know keep his memory alive. No, de- definitely, mate. You know, like you never know what's going to happen when you go out into that field. But um, yeah, it's just uh, it's very un- unfortunate circumstances, and you know, hats off to um, Abermain, you know, for, for sticking in there and finishing off the season. Um, you know, full credit to them and whatnot, but. Um, no, it's just you know rugby league's more than just a game. It, you know, it's a it's a community sport. It's a family, and um, I think we all we all you know we all play it you know for the love of the game. And no, it's just it's, it's outstanding, and I'm you know it's a it's a great sport to be a part of. Certainly is, mate. You touched on that community word there. We were talking with Kirsty Johnson from Aberglass and a little bit earlier, who's part of the organising committee, and we touched on the fact that obviously when um, when, when the incident occurred that a lot of the clubs got around and got behind and it and it is quite often the case that it takes something tragic for all the clubs to maybe put their differences aside and come together so this is a great I guess opportunity for us to get together for a, a you know what's a positive cause in terms of raising money for the Westpac Rescue Helicopter which when these tragic circumstances do happen whether it's in rugby league or other elements of life are there to help the community so it's, it's a good chance for us to give back and get together as a community all together for a positive cause. No definitely you know like you know, we're, we're like we're, not, we're all like all the teams that are involved in the in the Nines tournament this year. You know, for the great cause and and whatnot. But um, yeah, look, I, I don't think we're all there to you know to win and you know be competitive and all that stuff. I think we're there, you know, to support a great cause and you know to to get around one another and just realise you know how precious life is and just I don't know, be there for one another. Um, but yeah, no. Look, looking forward to it. Yeah, me too, mate. Uh, the, I think you've summed it up there. It's about enjoying footy and enjoying the community. Someone will run out winners on the day, as they do with every rugby league tournament or season. But it's a little bit about enjoying the footy, enjoying that community, and just probably extending the uh, the winter sport one more week towards summer for for uh, all of us. Uh, in terms of that, and yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And hopefully, we see huge crowds getting down there, supporting what's going to be a great day. Uh, I know from talking to a couple of the other teams, there's going to be some uh, potentially special guests as well for the young kids to see um, and get involved with as well, which, you know, we can't drop too much on that until we get them confirmed, but it's going to be great. It's a great opportunity for the families and for everyone around the community to get involved, get down and watch one last hurrah of rugby league for the season and uh, all the funds raised go to a good cause. No, definitely, mate. Couldn't agree with you more. Um, uh, It'll be a really fun day and I think everyone should get down there, you know, support, support. You know your respective team, but you know mainly um, to support the uh, the cause and you know get around that um, Avalasan. Um, you know get get around Avalasan's family and you know their community and whatnot and what they've done for the sport. And um, no, I think it will be a good day. Agreed, mate. Uh, I look forward to you guys uh, running deep in the day and uh, seeing how you manage to overcome. The uh, handicap that is carrying uh, one certain individual in your team, uh, I'm not going to mention any names, but he knows who he is. He skirted this because he was uh, worried he was going to do a worse performance than when he got outshone by his missus on the show. <laughs> uh, are you talking about um, Harley Bader? I was going to say, it might rhyme with Harley Bader. Yeah, you could be right. <laughs> no, look, Harley, he's a, he's a good bloke. He, um, he's done a lot for... You know, for for Morissette and all of his other respective clubs, and you know, he's just he, he's a good bloke to get around, and 
Um, yeah, he's one one heck of a footy player. I hate to admit it, but um, no, nah, he he's really good for the club and anyone that plays alongside him. Um, no, nah, he he does a lot and he, he teaches you a lot too. He's not only just a great great like a, a great player, but you know, a great mentor and all that stuff. So no, nah, looking forward to to getting around Ali because um, I think he's uh he's hanging the boots up after after the ninth tournament. So it'd be good to get a last last hurrah in with him, but. Make the most of it. I'll have, I'll have to try and drag him out of retirement next year to play in the League Castle All Stars. I reckon uh, see if that'll lure him in. Uh, but we'll wait and see, mate. He, he is a good bloke. We do like to hang a bit on Harley, but he's always one of the first when you know whenever I'm you know looking for people for the podcast or whatever. He, whilst he might be a little bit gun shy himself after his first appearance, and he didn't do nearly as bad as he thought, uh, mate. Uh, he was straight away onto onto your your boys and uh, got yourself teed up and. Uh, Look, mate, uh, you, you'll certainly be uh, into the rotation for the rest of your career and while Lee Castle keeps going now, mate. So we thank you for your time. Good luck for the nines and we'll see you up there on the 7th of October at Maitland Sports Ground. Cheers, mate. Sounds good. All right, well, a big thanks to Aaron Brady from the Mori Woy Bulldogs. Appreciate him coming on to have a chat ahead of the Brady Pearson Memorial Nines. As we head further into the men's competition, we join the flagship team carrying our name and we are joined by none other than uh, two-time reigning C-grade player of the year, Reese Ryan. Hey, mate. How you going? Good, mate. Uh, this is becoming a very frequent occurrence, us having these little chats, but uh, this time it's under the brand of League Castle. Yeah, I know. I think it's, uh, it's probably the most prestige team I'll play for, I'd say. Yeah, well, I, I, mate, um, I don't know how much prestige it is with some of the other people we've signed, but we'll get to that in a moment. Uh, some of your uh, club mates... But, uh, mate, um, a big thank you, first of all, to you and all the others that have, that have thrown their hand up. As soon as we sort of got encouraged to put a team in, there was plenty of blokes that were straight up uh, keen to have a run and have a run with some boys they might not have had before. And, mate, it's a, it's a huge opportunity. You're, you're in that competition that Aberglassum were involved in as one of the two comps. So a great opportunity to bring the footy community together for a good cause in terms of the memorial for Brody, but also raising funds for the Westpac Chopper. Yeah, I think it's, um, I think it's a brilliant initiative to raise money for um, the Westpac Chopper and I'm pretty sure his family's getting a bit of it as well, which is obviously much needed with his wife and the young kids that they have. So, um, yeah, I think it's a great thing that they're doing. Yeah, certainly looking forward to being part of it. And we've touched on it with a few of the guests, mate. Um, obviously, the Westpac Rescue Helicopter is something that doesn't get involved in rugby league until the worst of times normally. So it's nice to be able to give back to them and also get the community together in a proactive and positive environment rather than a you know reactive circling the wagons when something bad happens. Yeah, definitely. I think it's it's probably the for such a, a dark time in footy to be able to bring a bit of a lighter side as much as we can to it is um, it's a great initiative from the guys that are organising it. Certainly is, mate. Uh, the Aberglassing community and Jack Kelly who are getting behind have done a great job in getting the tournament off the ground. It's not an easy thing. There's a lot of moving pieces. Interesting, mate, to have a look. The draw came out this week, and um, there's while there's some recognisable names in terms of some clubs that we would know quite well, a bit like our, our All-Stars, which uh, Lake Macquarie Forklifts are helping us bring to the paddock. Th- there's some, I guess, mixed bags. We had Mori Woy Bulldogs, mate. You'll know a few of the boys that are there. It's a bit of a Morissette, Morissette Budgie Woy and a few others raked in, but bringing together different guys that you don't necessarily get a chance to play with all the time is um, it's a pretty exciting aspect as well. Yeah, definitely... Um yeah, definitely excited to play with a few of the boys in the group chat that, that I've been added to. Um, not real keen on playing with Blake and Tom again because they're a bit of a punish, but, you know, they're pretty decent footy players, so it's good to have them again. Mate, I'm a bit, I'm a bit confused with Tom. Um, mate, he, uh, the first message we got when he wanted to play is, even though you don't invite me on the podcast and you prefer my teammates, I then invited him on the podcast and then all of a sudden last minute he couldn't do it and here we are back with you, mate. Um, so he's got nothing to whinge about now. Oh, mate, yeah, like, everyone knows I've got a ridiculous ego for a pub footy player, but he is just, his ego is leaps and bounds above mine. But he is, um, he does back it up on the field, so that's, um, at least he does that. Am I correct in saying Tom was the man that was victim the night I refereed you boys at Dungog to one of the funniest ledgers that we've heard that you're pretty quick for a fat bloke? Uh, I have heard a few, a few perilous ledgers towards him, because he is, he is a bigger centre, but he's got a, he's got quite a bit of toe for his size. Uh, maybe you can give some uh, some pace lessons to your other mate there from Kersley, mate, Mister Maroney, who seems to be getting slower and slower as every year goes on. Oh, the man! He he made a line break against Maitland this year, and his head went too fast, and he just tripped over. His legs couldn't keep up with his brain. That was uh, that was a, a really good one. 
I mean, that's that's the most complimentary thing I've heard someone suggest that Blake might actually have a brain in there. So that's uh, that's good to know. Oh, mate, he made me look really good this year with his uh, with his ball playing ability. I was just a big dumb front rower running as hard as I could, and he put me through so many holes this year. Oh, mate, that's the key. Steve Menzies made a career out of running off Cliffy Lions, and look at how he went. So um, you know, being being a big body or a, a Ford who runs off the right people is. Uh, the best of times, and mate, in terms of that, the nines format, you're a front rower. How um, how are you approaching this? And uh, when you speak to coach Jake White, uh, what's going to be your request in terms of allocations of minutes? Uh, four and a half. I'll just team up with one of the other big boys, and with nine and a half, I'm happy to play four and a half, and then swap over and give him the other four and a half. That's about the same amount of, amount of uh, minutes I used to play in a, in a full game when I was playing the front row. So you're doing well, mate. Um, in terms of the team, you, you know, you, you alluded to that group chat that we've kind of very higgledy piggledy thrown together. We've got guys from all over the competition. We've got some guys, you know, a couple of guys all the way up to first grade, down to C and D grade. It's a really good mix. Is there someone there that you sort of know from around the traps or know of that you think is going to take to this nines format really well? Um, I think Timmy Christie is. I'm. I haven't met him yet, but from what I've seen him, I've seen him play a few times. I'm pretty excited to play with him. Um, just obviously. Being an ex-South player and a current A-grade player, he's obviously he's obviously got a fair bit of talent, so I'm pretty excited to have a have a run around with him. Mate, it's going to be interesting. Um, the t- two of the two of our favourites to come on the show, but also two of the biggest egos. You touched on yours before, Tim Christie. I reckon might have you covered, which would be a rarity for you, mate. Uh, yeah, but he does play A-grade and first grade, so you're allowed to have a bit of a a bit of a bigger ego than me. So. He doesn't have he doesn't have back to back player of the year trophies though, does he? So you know you guys can compare notes. Yeah, well, I mean, if you played C grade, he probably would. So that's the only reason <laughs> I play down there because I'm never going to get an A grade one. So you got to you got to hunt where you can. Yeah, no, I like it. That's a bit of reality, mate. Um, and in terms of the young guys, there's, there's a couple of uh, names that might not be as familiar. Um, I know we've got a couple of boys from around the traps. Obviously, uh, Blake Moroney and Tom Hutton aren't the young guys. Wh- who's there in terms of the squad that you you, know, you might not have seen before, but you're interested to see what they might be able to roll out for us. Uh, young Jaden from Katara, he was added to the group chat, and I sort of had a bit of a stalk of his Facebook profile. And he's a he's a bit of a bigger body, but um, I think if he can just show up and bring a fair bit of that young energy with him, he can. Um, and he might be one of the big boys I team up with and do the four and a half minute stints with. And being a bigger body, I think he's going to be pretty hard to handle. So um, I'm looking to have him, having a run around with him as well. Young and a big body, mate. That's what we like a bit of that, mate. Now speaking the other end of the spectrum. Um, there was a bit of uh, toing and froing when I had to get dates of birth in the group chat, mate. Uh, there's a man who was waiting with bated breath for you to put yours in there and was very depressed to find out that he's the oldest man in the team. Oh, yeah, poor Miles. He was, um, as soon as I saw him put his in, and then I added my date of birth into the chat and all my details and that, and he, um, yeah, he jumped on there pretty quick to, to uh, announce that he was the oldest in the squad, which I know that Webby was approached, which would have been good to have him in there because he's older than the son. But he, um, yeah, it would have been good to have him in there. But I think that's unfortunately, why, I think that's why Marbs was pushing so hard. And and to be fair, Webby was one of the again a bit like yourself, yourself TC and Webby were the three first ones that we actually sent outward messages to to sort of say, hey, you know, this is this is you know you've been regulars on the show, and so it ties in nicely in terms of the league castle piece. And unfortunately, Webby's got you know something bigger and better than than us to uh, to do. But I did point out to him that. You know, when this team gets, you know, if we get another invite to another tournament, well, you're now, you're now on the waiting list, Webby, as, uh, as experienced and, uh, you know, wise around the chops as you might be. But, um, yeah, certainly uh, uh, he'll, he'll be a good one. I'm sure he'll make an appearance in a League Castle jersey at some point uh, if, if we get other opportunities, mate. Um, it might be the uh, over 40s or something because I know he's knocking on that door. Yeah, he's probably, he probably had to knock you back because he's got another... Australian commitment or something like that. He's, he's a World Cup winner, mate. Mate, uh, I don't know how C-grade trophies stack up next to that. It was Oztag, though, so I'll let the, the listeners decide on that. Mate, the, the other thing I do want to mention is a big thank you to a number of different groups and clubs that have got behind us. And, you know, obviously I touched on Lake Macquarie Forklifts there, that they're putting some money in to help us uh, in terms of strapping and other pieces because there's lots of moving pieces. Sonali Sports... Um, I think as we speak, uh, Paul Gospar, who was tied up with Swansea when they were operating a couple of years ago um, and knows a few of the boys, is uh, raiding their warehouse to try and find us some jerseys at the last minute. So uh, a few clubs as well came forward to offer jerseys. But, mate, uh, something that's pretty crucial in terms of that and even Ad Bryant from Dora Creek who's jumping on as a strapper, mate, these, these little bits go a long way towards getting this team on the paddock. Yeah, definitely. It is a, it is a massive effort for Sonali to jump on board at such short notice and, 
and help us out with jerseys and um, possibly a few other things if they can. Um, and then Ads, that's at Dora, I know Ads pretty well. He's um, yeah, he's an awesome strapper, awesome first aider. So it's great to have him on board as well. Certainly is, mate. Um, looking forward to it. Uh, plenty of other names to be revealed in the coming days as we lead up to the tournament with a couple of big names. I know a lot of the boys, when they uh, dropped into the group chat, there was two or three even when that, well, there's three of them in particular, when they messaged me, I kind of went, wow, they're going to be very handy. And uh, I think the reaction was pretty similar when we dropped them into the group chat. Yeah, it definitely was. Yeah, well, um, as you said, we'll keep those ones under wraps for now and make sure they, make sure they um, don't have other commitments yeah. Coming into the game, but um, yeah, it'll be, it'll be. I'm very excited to play with a few of those blokes. There's a few of them that are going to got to get through the knockout as well first in our squad, which is a big weekend this weekend, and we wish all the uh, Newcastle players and sides all the best of luck for it, mate. But in terms of this, all I can say, mate, and I'm sure you will wholeheartedly endorse this is this is a great community day for a great community cause. It's an opportunity to extend our footy season, and you and I are footy tragics of the highest order. So anything to do with that is a great chance. But it's a great chance for the community to get down and even some of these players that we're talking about in our squad and some of the other squads um, and some of the other guests that are going to be along, it's going to be a great chance for young footballers to come down and watch some really good footy and uh, maybe meet some people that, well, if they're not already heroes, they might be on the fringe of being heroes, some of these guys that are, that are going to be down supporting and a couple that are playing as well in terms of where they've played before. Yeah, definitely, yeah. It'll be, it's, it is a great initiative and um, hopefully everyone can get down there and raise plenty of money. I'm sure they'll have a few raffles and that sort of thing going and get down there and get as much money into this into this cause as they possibly can. And, and feel free to heckle the League Castle All-Stars, mate, because I know blokes like yourself really enjoy that. Oh, mate, there's nothing... I'd, like, if you talk to anyone I've ever played with, they they say that I spend 90% of my energy on ripping into the opposite team and maybe I should put that a, a little bit more energy into actually playing football and we might win a comp instead of heckling the other side, so... Can I, can I um, ask yeah, if the I, person I, that's giving you that feedback is your wife by any chance? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> well, my, my young bloke who is, as a lot of the listeners will know, is the greatest T runner in the competition. He was actually, I had to pull him up this year because he was heckling the other team as they were kicking goals. Yeah, well, mate, uh, we, we might have to um, secure the services because we haven't got a T-boy yet, so you might have to inquire as the Lockie's whereabouts and availabilities on Saturday the 7th, mate, if you can come back to us on that. That'd be magic. And, um, yeah, he, he might also be our, um, our sledging coach by the sound of it. Well, as, as his manager, I'll, um, if you can just email through the contracts and we'll go over prices and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, and um, I'll, I'll see what we can do, whether we can get in there or not. 100%, 100% of your cut of, of any prize money that might be applicable. Absolutely. <laughs> I no, appreciate you coming on the show, mate. appreciate you joining the All-Stars. Looking forward to the seventh. It's going to be a huge day and uh, can't wait to uh, see all you boys running around in the heat down there and having a laugh and really enjoying your footy. Yeah, I can't wait for it, mate. It should be a great day. All right, well, it is time to dig into the women's competition for the Brodie Pearson Memorial Nines, and we are fortunate enough to be joined by two guests from the Brothers and Sisters United group. The, uh, they are participating as part of the Brothers and Sisters United 2 team in the women's competition, Mahala Hopwood and Kaya Johnson. Welcome to League Castle Girls. Thank you. Great to have you both on. Um, I guess... In terms of it, to give the listeners a little bit of background, you guys play for, during the season, you've been playing for West this year. How did you find the women's tackle comp this year um, in terms of how it wrapped up for West? Um, yeah, it was really good. thought the girls played really well all season. Yeah, so in terms of obviously the season being a little bit behind you, um, a nice opportunity to not only go out there for a good cause, and we'll touch on the cause in a moment, but just a chance to extend that, uh, that footy season a little bit longer for 2023. Yeah, it'll be good to um, get to play with all the girls again and hopefully take it out. Yeah, now in terms of the, the team that you're playing with, with the Brothers and Sisters United number two, and that's where we'll focus uh, our efforts, I guess, in this uh, chat. Who else can we see out there? How's the team going to line up? How's your squad looking? Um, well, we've got a lot of our West girls coming with us and so it'll be good. We'll know each other, have each other's backs and know what to expect from each other. And who are you expecting to be the star for you girls? Apart from yourselves, of course. Um, hopefully, we've got Cheyenne Baker, who's been playing really well um, in some other 
Indigenous comps around, so she's making a good name for herself. Yeah. Um, no, uh, Alex Holiday, she'll be pretty good. Yeah. Lovely. Well, we're putting the pressure on those two, so they, they're going to lead you all the way to the trophy is what I'm hearing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> in terms of it, have you have you got a bit of a concept of who the other teams are to watch? Uh, obviously, um, you know, like I know Berkeley Vale, who are the Central Coast uh, premiers in women's tackle. We've got Karua, who won the women's community competition as well. Who who else are you expecting is going to be strong? Um, probably our sisters united as well with us. Yeah, the number one team. Is it going to be a bit of rivalry? How, how's that going to be if you if you come up against yeah. them in the semi-finals or grand final? Uh, there's a few West girls over there as well, so it'll be a bit of friendly fire. <laughs> yeah, it's it's, it's going to be an interesting one, being a community competition. And if you do come up against them, you just just how sort of you know how much aggro you can you can put in there. You know, it's the uh, the, the mates versus mates sort of almost like a little mini origin for you girls. Yeah, it'll be good fun though. I think our um, West captain is playing for yeah number one, and then our vice captains with us. So is that Caitlin that's playing for number one? Yeah, and then Lana is with us. I yeah, well, I, I reckon it's a good piece of advice after having refereed Caitlin a few times over the years to probably give her a little bit of a wide berth if you're taking it taking it into the line in uh, with the ball under your arm. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, certainly a good defender. Uh, well, that's great to hear that you've got quite a community of the West girls um, kidding back up and uh, representing. And I know a lot of them have some ties, including Caitlin, back to the Aberglasson community originally. And what does it mean for you girls to have that opportunity, obviously, to be involved in something that means a lot to that Aberglasson community and a lot to the rugby league community firstly, but also to the broader community because of the fundraising for the Westpac Rescue Helicopter? Um, I think it'll be really good just to get everyone there, like, all on the day, all for a good cause and, like, doing what they love. Yeah. Um, Sorry, go on. But I was just going to say, like, it'll be good to play with all the girls, like, doing what we like to do and all for a good cause, like, charity and stuff. Yeah, it certainly is, and, and it's a great cause. It's obviously, um, you know, we've touched on it with a couple of guests we've already had. It's, the rugby league community is heavily reliant on the Westpac Rescue Helicopter when things do go wrong in the most tragic of senses or the most drastic of senses. So for our community to be able to give back to them and, you know, allow them to continue to service the community, that's a it's a really impactful contribution that rugby league, I mean, we're quite often asking businesses to get behind us. So it's nice to be able to give back to the community. Yeah, definitely. And now if people are sort of on the fence about whether or not they should come down and watch the footy on the 7th of October at Maitland Sports Ground, what is it? What are the reasons that they should really get behind it? Apart from the fact that it's just an extra weekend of rugby league that we've got on the calendar this year. Um, so come and watch your friends play, and you never know what what you can, who you can meet, and who else is going to be there. We might get some big names, hopefully. Yeah, I well, think there'll be really good competition there. Yeah, I've heard some rumours that we've got some, some, maybe some Harvey Norman women's premiership players playing in a couple of women's teams and possibly some guys that have uh, appeared in New South Wales Cup at different points earlier in this year playing in a couple of men's side as well. So I think that's a, that's a pretty good incentive to come down and watch some pretty handy football. Yeah, it'll be a good day for the whole family, I reckon. That's exactly right. So we're looking forward to a great opportunity. $5 at the gate, which is pretty reasonable price to get a day of footy that goes from first thing in the morning, I think 8 o'clock the first game through to 6.30. It's a huge day of footy. And, um, yeah, I'm certainly excited to be involved in the uh, the first edition of this and uh, hopefully it runs for many more years to come. You girls are uh, right at the ripe age to uh, be able to play in this for quite some time to come. Yeah, definitely. Hopefully it continues on for a long time after us as well. Yeah, certainly. Well, um, good luck to Brothers and Sisters United across both competitions. Good luck to you girls uh, in hoisting the trophy at about uh, what will be about 20 past six on the 7th of October. Hopefully you're both uh, hand in hand lifting that one up and uh, I'm sure that'll be some nice bragging rights over a few of your West teammates and also a really great uh, opportunity to wrap up the season with uh, a nice bit of silverware. Yeah, definitely. Everyone get down to watch. Exactly right. Thank you very much, both of you, for your time and looking forward to seeing you out there in action on the 7th of October. Thank you. A huge thank you to all of our guests. It's been a bumper episode and great to get back behind the wheel of another podcast episode. As a little bonus, as the season spikes back up with this wonderful tournament that is the Brodie Pearson Memorial Nines, a big congratulations to Jack Kelly and Kirsty Johnson for all the work they've done 
in generating the interest and getting this tournament off the ground. We look forward to a huge day at Maitland Sports Ground on Monday the 7th of October. Again, a massive thank you to Lake Macquarie Forklift Services for getting behind League Castle and our side in the competition. And a big thank you to all of our guests which have made this episode possible. Denny Ether from the Westpac Rescue Helicopter. Uh, we've also had uh, Kirsty Johnson from Aberglass and Ants. We've had Aaron Brady from the Moriwoi Bulldogs. Adam Martin from Steel City Elite. Uh, we had Mahala Hopwood and Kaya Johnson as well from Brothers and Sisters United. And of course, last but not least, Reese Ryan from the League Castle All-Stars. It is the place to be on the 7th of October. Get down, raise funds for a great community organisation as we get the Rugby League community together for one more time in 2023 and look to enjoy some wonderful Rugby League action as we touched on with a few people on there. There looks like there'll be a few other special guests that might not be taking the field but might be some big names that make it well and truly worth not just enjoying the footy but getting down and having an opportunity, especially for the families and the kids, to meet them. So... Head on down, Maitland Sports Ground. It all kicks off 8 a.m. Monday, the 7th of October, and it runs through all day. Whether you come for the whole day or just part of it, it will be well worth the $5 price of admission. And remembering, all money raised goes to the wonderful service that is so heavily contributed to our community in the Westpac Rescue Helicopter. So get behind it. We look forward to seeing you all down there. And again, enjoy your local rugby league. Go to King. King will barge over. Will he get it down? Yes, he does. There's the premiership. Wilson runs to the line. He's got Buxton with him. It's been put on the toe. It's going to be to try. Joy Jobson's got the try. Window will get their second. You're listening to Lee Newcastle. Newcastle, Hunters, Hunters, Rugby League.